Hello, besties. Welcome to Martinis with Eddie, your ultimate destination for everything Bravo. Join me as we spill the tea, dissect the drama, and uncork the juiciest gossip from your favorite reality TV shows. Okay, guys. First of all, I'm turning 40 tomorrow. And, um, you know, many people say, like, why do you keep announcing your, your age? Like, people are going to say that you're old or too old to be talking about Bravo. Which, by the way, it did happen on Twitter. I posted something over the weekend that I was going out with my friends to have a brunch or whatever. Celebrating my, you know, this, the beginning of my birthday week or whatever. And um, somebody was like, aren't you like 40? Why don't you just go outside? I'm like, fuck, bitch. I can say whatever the fuck I want. I can post whatever I want whenever I want. And then somebody retweet this person saying like, oh, he is really 40? He's too old to be talking about housewife. Such a loser. And I'm like, we are watching a show about women older than I am. And we are talking about the life that they live. Um, Also, I can say that I started watching Bravo 20 years ago. Not that many people who watch Bravo in the younger generation can say that. So for people to think that I'm too old to be talking about Bravo or tweeting about Housewife, mind your own damn business. Like, for real. Um, I'm excited because my birthday uh, falls in a really awesome change in my life. I'm starting a new job. That I, you know, been eyeing for a very long time. Uh, We are moving back to Jersey from upstate New York. We are selling our property for twice as much as we paid two years ago. Which, you know, in the words of uh, Terry Dubrow, that is not just fuck you money. That is fuck everybody else's money, you know. So, yes, I'm very excited for... You know, my birthday, um, I know that many people tend to feel afraid or scared that as you get older, um, you need to stop doing what you love to do. Yeah, I don't have the same energy of like going out every weekend, you know, and have, you know, in, to a club and whatever, but I am going to go to a club when I go to Vegas. I am going to go for dinners and I still go to brunch and drink and have fun. Just because you're getting older doesn't mean that you have to add old, you know. Um, The best part of getting older is that, you know, you're wiser and you are financially stable. Uh, I'm a house owner. I'm a homeowner. I'm married. I have a beautiful family. So I can complain. I feel really blessed, you know. So bring the 40s. Bring the 40s. My I always say the 40s are the new 20s, you know? <sighs> but let's stop talking about my birthday and let's talk about another big event this week, which was the end of the reunion of Housewife of Atlanta. I'm actually happy that they decided to do only a two-part reunion because... Sometimes when we get like three parts, four parts for Beverly Hill ones, I feel like sometimes we get like two episodes of just fillers. 
um, with this two-part reunion, we went straight into the drama, straight into the argument, straight into the point and stuff that we needed to talk about. You know, uh, last night episode started with Corny versus Drew. I'm disgusted by by Corny. I honestly do not understand uh, what intention she had about talking and being so dismissive of her comment about Drew's son. I there is a point where you have to know that even though you are on a reality TV show and you want to put on a show to be able to stay on the show and maybe become a full-time housewife, you still have to know some boundaries. You have to know some limits. And uh, I feel like Corny crossed every single line last night, especially when she said that uh, Drew single-handedly destroyed her own kids' lives. I was shocked because... I mean, yes, a lot of people had said way worse about housewives and especially during the reunions, you know, they want to bring the drama. But there is, there are some topics that are kind of sacred and people don't go there. Like, for example, kids. And the moment that Corny brought uh, Drew's son into the mix, I, I, knew that she lost completely any val- like valid point. Even if she was trying to make a point, which she was trying and fell miserably every single time because her point was fed by Ralph, um, that comment about you know Drew forcing Ralph to uh, adopt her son so she can go have like a gay lover and then saying that she destroyed her kid's life, those... I, I mean, those comments were disgusting, and I'm happy that some of the housewives jumped in and, and like made her, you know, realize that she was saying too much. Like Kenya was like, you know, kids are off limits. Even Sonia seemed very uncomfortable sitting next to her as she's talking, and even even Corny was trying to make like a little like conversation with Sonia and Sonia was completely disengaging because she didn't want to be involved in such a like low blow. Uh, to be honest, when it came down to the Drew versus Corny, Drew came on top because she was very clear with her points. She was very uh, understanding of the fact that Corny was doing too much and she allowed her to, you know, to say whatever she wanted to say. And then she answered by saying, keep my son out of your mouth. You know, Kenya was not having it either. You know, Kenya was not having corny last night. Um, I actually even posted uh, a tweet about corny saying that I, I posted this was gross and evil get her off my tv that was when she was talking about drew's son and saying that drew destroyed his life kenya retweet that and during the cease during the the reunion you can tell that, she, that her body language is like upset because one thing that we have seen from kenya is like the moment that she became a mother she changed 
a lot for the better, right? Uh, I She doesn't like to talk about the kids. She doesn't like to uh, engage in that type of conversation. And she made sure to stop Corny in her, you know, put a break on it. Even Corny was trying to say, like, like, who's talking to you or whatever? And she's like, I don't care if you're not talking to me, but you need to stop talking about Drew's son. You know, I, I think, hands down, Drew dropped Corny with ease. I mean, it was really easy. I mean, honestly, it was very easy. One thing that I was shocked to see is the fact that Somehow, her text messages, you know, Drew's text messages, were leaked to somebody. You know, Shireb brought him to the reunion. And even Andy was saying, like, I feel bad for her because I will not want my personal messages to be, you know, leaked. You know, I still wonder who did that. I am... I mean, my opinion is that Rolf is completely 100% involved in this. Even Corny, too. This whole thing, it's very strange. This whole um, alliance between Corny and Rolf didn't read as cousins. To me, I don't know about you guys, but they were giving more like lovers vibe. When Corny walked into Rolf, um, dressing room. He was way too excited to see her. They were too cozy. Um, Corny was trashing Drew, and 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 Ralph was acting as he was the victim. And we all know we had seen this franchise for a very long time, and we had seen Ralph act like an ass towards Drew, and Drew always trying to make things work. Um. I'm just happy that Drew has a really good sister. I saw some comments online, you know, because I'm always reading, you know, what it pops on my timeline. And some people were calling her drug addict. Some people were calling her crazy. And obviously are these like troll accounts. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I do not understand how a troll account works because you have to be very miserable to sit behind a... A uh, faceless account and call somebody who struggled with anxiety, with depression, with a uh, with a substance, you know, and call them losers, call call them like drug addicts, just because they are defending their sibling. Because to be honest, if I was walking in a place and I saw a very suspicious interaction between some bitch and some asshole that were maybe hurting my family or my sister or my cousin i don't care you know i would have stopped i would have stopped and and say something too you know um i i love that allison got involved and the way that she literally told um corny oh now you say bitch now you say bitch because corny called her a bitch right um, and I remember that during the season, allegedly Corn never said the word bitch in her life. That I was like, please, that's such a clownery. That just, just being a clown, you know, but Allison handled the situation as she should. She defended Drew like the sister that she is, 
maybe Kyle Richards should learn from that <laughs> and defend Kim and Kathy like the sisters that they are. Um, the whole thing about uh, Ralph being on the stage last night rubbed me the wrong way because Ralph went on this reunion with the mentality of gaslighting Drew to make her feel like she was the crazy person this whole entire time. His face, his the way that he spoke to Drew. And I'm happy that even though at one point he kind of got what he wanted, he made Drew feel so uncomfortable and so... Uh, upset that she walked off the stage. But Kenya sat there and school uh, Rolf. She dragged him, read him in a way that I was, you know, full of joy. Because she didn't call him names. She didn't, uh, like, raise her voice. She calmly told him that he was a piece of shit. Because he was always allowing other people to drag Drew. Because he always was siding with the people that Drew was having issues with. He became friends with her enemy. Because, quote unquote, she is her cousin. You know? Um... The fact that he was even reaching out to, you know, Marlo. To me, that read like somebody who was trying to find ways to make himself look like the victim. When we as viewers had watched this show many times, you know. And um, it was so obvious that he failed miserably, miserably to change the image that he already has with the viewers. I want to... I want to read um, some of the comments. This is from Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Thank you for being here tonight. Rolf went on the reunion to make himself look good, but he came out looking like a villain. 100% agree with you, uh, Aaron. Hi, Mia Carla from New York. Uh, Rolf thinks the world is stupid, but a man who is a good husband never goes against her, and he has always tried to bring Drew down. 100% agree with this. And that's exactly what I noticed. Um, he thought that acting like, you know, oh, I'm going to allow you to speak, but this. And you were, you know, I love you. And then when he stood up and walked towards Drew at the end of the, you know, the time that he was on the stage, to me, that was so narcissistic. Because he didn't care for Drew. He was there siding with Corny the whole entire time. And then he walked towards her to say, I love you. I hope you are okay. I hope you do the best. And I'm like, no, bitch. No, 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 no. Pack it up and go. We don't want to see you. We don't want you back. And I hope and pray to whatever is like up and above that Drew divorced this man because she deserved better. We might not like everything that Drew does. She might not be the best housewife that has come out of Atlanta. But as a woman, she deserves a man 
who's gonna stand by her when it's needed. And this was the opportunity. If he wanted to look good with the public, he should have been dragging Corny for the, for the way that she spoke to Drew and her son. I I I was like, I'm just happy that I'm not the one hosting these reunions because um, even though Andy sometimes is a little disappointing when it comes to like keeping people accountable, he was inserting her himself in moments that was needed. Like he called out Corny when she was trying to deny that she spoke about uh, Drew Stone on that confessional. He jumped in immediately and stopped her and said, like, you did. Like, please don't lie. Um, I really wish that he will stop giving this man, this trash man, a platform to spew their lies. You know, I know that we have to listen to their side of the story, but do we really want to and do, and do we really need it is the question that we need to ask ourselves. Because to be honest, I would have been okay with with Ralph never being on that uh, stage. The fact that he was invited to have a confessional after they, you know, filed for divorce, trying to make himself look like it wasn't his fault, unnecessary. And uh, I think when it comes down to the Drew versus, you know, Corny and Ralph, she ended up being surprisingly good at handling the situation. Yes, she walked up the stage and that is okay because it's good for anyone to know when to step away from a situation and gather yourself. You know, uh, actually, we all should be able to know when we need to step back to, to put ourselves together and come back stronger. Because that's sometimes that's many people's tactic that is just tear you apart until you can even say anything coherent, you know, until you just like saying whatever emotion you have in the moment without thinking what you're saying. So the fact that Drew stepped step out of the stage and, you know, she was crying and, you know, letting her emotions out. And we saw Sonia walking uh, into her, uh, you know, uh, dressing room. You know, her, her team was there too. Um, Moniera was there too. And then we have we have Kenny having her back on stage by talking to Ralph because he was a piece of shit. And she wanted to make sure that Ralph knew that he, what he was saying didn't align with what he was doing, right? And it's funny because um, Ralph tried to gaslight Kenny into making her feel like whatever she was saying was wrong. And she was like, no, 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 you're not going to gaslight me. I'm not Drew. I'm, you know, it doesn't work with me, Right. Whew, that was intense. That was intense. Another intense fight that we had seen on this reunion is the Candy versus Shiree. I don't know why Shiree has such a hat for Candy, especially her businesses. Uh, even Andy was congratulating Candy for, you know, for the Tony nomination, for, you know, um, 
And uh, yeah, that is that is such an, an achievement. It's not an easy thing to do. And then we have, you know, um, Shiret saying that the that she was invited back because you know the 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 show was being lackluster without her being on the show. And I'm thinking, okay, what does Shiret bring to the show, business wise? So far, nothing, because Shiba Shire is lackluster. That is that is literally the definition of lackluster, right? So I don't I don't understand. Like I I still trying to get why she had such a like issue. It sounds to me like jealousy. To be honest, I I I I would be jealous of of uh, Candy's success if what I came on Housewife for. I haven't achieved it, right? Because if we remember, Shre came on Housewives saying that she was a fashion designer. If you Google her, um, if you Google her, um, her casting tape, all she talked about is how she wanted to be a designer, uh, how she's involved in the fashion world and all this stuff. And last time I checked, uh, I don't know what universe or what planet or or that she's involved in the fashion world because it's, it's not in planet earth It's definitely not planet earth i had never heard seen anything about shira's fashion design and she by shira doesn't count because those were knockoff from sheen and amazon that's not designing that is just grabbing a hoodie and Printing a logo. That's not a design. That's not a design. <sighs> I mean, I want to. I don't want to say that I dislike Shire because Shire is an OG and she's still on the show for a reason. She brings something. I don't know what it is, but she brings something uh, for Bravo to keep asking her back, right? But going after Candy's businesses to me is a reach. Because one thing that Candy is, is a very successful businesswoman. I mean, if you ask me who's the most successful woman in Atlanta, it's Candy, and then I will say Kenya, right? I know that Sonia is an Olympic uh, gold medalist, and that is an amazing, amazing achievement. But as for... Um, what I consider, you know, many, many, many businesses like Candy is involved in the restaurant business. Candy is involved in the music business. Candy is involved in the fashion business. Candy is, has produced iconic songs. Like, you know, like TLC. I mean, I mean, we go back decades, right? She is an icon, same with Kenya. I mean, she's been involved uh, in in pageantry. She was Miss uh, USA. She uh, she has her own uh, hairline that is very successful commercially, and now she has her salon. So those are people who have succeeded over time and still succeeding while being on the show. But a lot of the other people who have been on the show, I don't even know what they're doing, right? Um, so yeah, Candy remains one of the most successful women on in the Atlanta 
franchise and even across franchises, right? If we put Candy and compare to many other housewives and different franchises, she's still one of the top, 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 uh, most successful housewife in Bravo. So, yeah, I mean, that, that is, that is, that is not like fictional. That is not being a fan or anything. That is a fact, right? I um I do believe that I I mean I I said this in my last podcast and I'm not trying to repeat myself but it, it happened again last night as I'm watching the show um you know Drew and and Marlo went head to head again and Marlo's way to go after Drew is by weaponizing her alleged you know uh, like for women they were fighting um, and Drew said something about Marlo Marlo replies saying take care of your marriage and then you know, uh, Drew replies, say like, well, maybe you should find somebody. You should get a husband. And then Marlo, with a very, like, smirk, like a very, like, like kind of like trying to, you know, place shame on, on, on Drew. She said, get, why don't you just get yourself a wife? And for that reason, I, I don't like Marlo. Like it's 2023 and she's weaponizing sexuality. That for those who don't understand, that is also part of being homophobic. Being homophobic is not just um the people who burn the pride flag or the people who call, you know, people's like really homophobic slurs to people or are voting against gay rights. People who weaponize sexuality, their intent in their mind is to make people feel like if you were attracted to somebody of your se- the same sex, is to make you feel shame, is to make you feel like it's wrong, is to make you feel like people are going to make fun of you because you are attracted to, to somebody of your same sexuality. And that's what Marlo did. For the past two freaking episodes. And I'm upset that Andy didn't say anything. Because that was one of the things that I will do if I was a host. Like, I don't care. You can go head to head with whatever. That's part of of the game. They're going to say whatever. But me as a gay man... I will not allow anyone in my presence to speak to somebody in that tone because it's putting my sexuality also as a joke. I mean, yes, Marlo said the F word slur, the homophobic slur on TV. Yeah, it was a while ago and you will expect people to grow. But it seems that she hasn't because that was something that I, I just, I just dislike. 
And, and I'm just happy that I didn't like Marlo even before this. But the more that she opened her mouth and went after Drew in this in this way, the more I was like, yeah, you're cementing my dislike for you. If it was up to me, I would not have Marlo back. Because if anything, since she joined the show as a full-time housewife, that's when the show started going into the toilet. Um, and also, Drew. Drew's been uh, bringing props this reunion. Uh, she brought a, a plump for, uh, for Corny, and she also brought a peach for Ralph. She handed the peach to Andy, and she's like, give it to Ralph. He he probably wants it. And I I mean, yeah, it sounds cheesy, it sounds corny, it sounds uh like done, but I out of all the props that Drew has ever used, that was my favorite. Like that was good. Like last season's like bone was corny, the, the plum didn't didn't land right, but the peach being handed to Ralph was so chef kiss. That I hope one day Teresa Judice brings a dish full of meatballs and hand it to Andy and be like, hey, give it to my brother because he really wants to be center meatball. For those who don't get the joke, I always say that the icon for New Jersey should be a meatball because he's all Italian and all this stuff. So instead of being holding like a like an apple or an orange, they're holding like a they're holding like a handful of meatballs. So I hope one day. Teresa brings some meatballs for Joe, uh, Joe Gorga because he wants to be a housewife so badly that uh, seeing Drew handing a peach to Ralph was to me like the most like gratifying feeling. Like, yes. <laughs> One thing that was not that gratifying was that performance. I, I like the song, I guess. Uh, I like the song, maybe, but the performance, it was so corny, it was so cringy, like, no disrespect to Drew, her voice was, you know, good, um, the song is catchy, I mean, I listened to it on my iPhone this morning, like, driving, and I like the song, but this whole interaction between her and Rolf as she's singing to him, and Andy, Andy is like joking about it with Kenny, and he's like, "Is he? Is she really singing to him? Like, what's happening here?" Like, you can tell he was enjoying the mess so much. Andy is so messy. Like, I, I, I know that you know the sometimes we call out his attitude uh, as a host and how. Um, Sometimes he acts like a fan. And I do believe that deep inside, uh, Andy, even though he is the boss of all these ladies, deep inside, he's also one of us. Deep inside, he is a fan of these ladies. So when he see this type of mess, he was making these faces like, like, oh my God, this is so good. Like the type of face that we as fans make when we watch Housewife doing some messy shit, that's what he was doing. So I was living for that. Um, I, I like the song. Yeah, I guess. Uh, the performance was unnecessary. Like, if you ask me how I rate the performance, I would say, like, remember um, when Kim Zolciak performed at the, at the reunion and um, she read, said, like, I, I like this. Yeah, I like the beat. 
you know. <laughs> she was trying to not say anything bad about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I really wish, you know, maybe Ralph wasn't there or maybe she will focus on like maybe making eye contact with the camera, more like a performance to like the viewers kind of thing. Because I, I said, I, I, I like the song. Uh, Aaron just sent a message. Aaron said, I love Drew's song. Drew was incredible. I really enjoyed it. Drew was so brave to sing that song to Rolf. Drew showed how strong she is and she was showing Rolf. She's going to be good without him. I agree. 100%. I do think that Drew is going to do better without him. I think she's going to blossom as a housewife. I believe that Ralph is the reason why Drew hasn't blossomed properly as a housewife, even though she's been on the show for three, four seasons. I'm trying to remember. But yeah, I do believe that if they get divorced and she comes back as a housewife without him, she's going to be in a different place and position where she is going to be herself even more. So yes. Uh, let's see. Mia sent a message about the Andy comment that I made. He said, we have to remember that Andy got the idea for Bravo's Housewife from the late night soap opera Desperate Housewife and Sex in the City. So it come from his fandom love for sure. It is true. I mean, I mean, I always feel like when Andy is around the ladies, I mean, they, I mean, Andy cr created a bond with these women. He is more than just their boss, right? Um, but he does act like a fan when he's around them. And it's funny and it's cute. I mean, as a, as a fan, I, I, I appreciate that because um, it shows that even, even, even the boss is a fan. The problem with this comes at the reunions because as a fan, we have our favorites, right? We as viewers have our favorite housewives. I love Teresa Judice. Some other people love Melissa Gorga. Uh, I love Jennifer Aiden. So other people love uh, Margaret Joseph. And some people love Kyle Richards. And I love Sutton and Garcelle. So obviously, I'm going to side with those that I like more, right? And that's a problem that I've seen in, in many... Uh, reunions is that you can tell who Andy likes at the reunions, like very easily to know, right? Whew. So yeah, that was Atlanta's reunion. I'm happy that it was two parts. I'm happy that hopefully they take their time to fix this uh, franchise because we cannot move forward with the same cast. We cannot move forward with the same tone because uh, as a as a as a season as a as a season it was not good. I think the reunion was great. So what it saved the season for me was the reunion was perfect. It was not. Uh, they didn't, you know, dance around the bushes. And added like questions that were stupid. Like they were straight into the into the drama, straight into the argument. The big topics were like the main, um, you know, they were driving 
the whole two episodes. So yes, I hope this is a um, kind of like a new way to make reunions more interesting. Like, yeah, we want to see more. But sometimes having three, four episodes for a reunion doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, that was great. One, one franchise that is getting closer to the reunion taping is New York. People are questioning what they were going to be talking about. And I'm very excited for that reunion because um, as the episodes premiere, the more we get to know these ladies in a personal level, the more we see different sides of each and one of them. And last night was not any different. Like we had so many great stories from each and one of them just last night. Uh, for those who haven't watched New York, please go watch it. Don't miss out in one of the best cast ensemble the bravo has put together and people are complaining about the ratings and i'm 100 percent sure the bravo cannot be watching at live uh, ratings as a reason to renew a franchise because if that's the reason Salt Lake city is going to go into the chopping block next time because uh the premiere from last week even though it was an excellent excellent episode it was one of the best Salt Lake City episodes in a very long time very long time definitely one of my favorites um barely made 400,000 views live views in, in the ratings right and I do believe that the the New York is gonna come back with the same cast so get used to it watch it please watch it Last night, they were still in Anguilla, and um, they were having dinner. And Uva finally spoke her mind about the whole brand comment. Uh, for those who don't know, Brynn made a comment at Aaron and Abe, Aaron's husband, um, a comment to him saying that if he, you know, divorce, you know, she is like available kind of thing. But it was a joke. But it was a poor taste joke. I like Bren. Don't get me wrong. I like her, you know, vibrant, happy personality. And even though she's very happy, you know, person, we seeing her uh, talk about her upbringing and how hard it was for her, right? Uh, but that comment. At the anniversary party, poor taste, wrong time. No, I don't like it because I wouldn't like somebody saying it to me at my anniversary about my husband, right? So Uba is the first one out of everybody to say, you know what? You guys are lying to yourself if you are supporting Bryn, right? Because if they said that to like size husband or um, yeah, or, 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 or Jessel, even if it's a joke, they are going to be upset about it. I love that though. I love that Uva is able to come into the conversation 
and be like so uh, clear headed and not just take a side just because. And we saw that on her uh, What Should Happen Live appearance. She was quite uh, unhinged. Like she was giving answers that I was like shocked that she said on TV. <laughs> But I loved her for that reason, right? Um, yes, uh, Mia Carla, she just said, Uva's clothes, she dresses those girls out the door, and Uva is cousin with Chanel Ayan. Yes, she is. I think that's the best part. I love how uh, Bravo is kind of like making this uh, little housewife universe where, you know, like now we start, we started like New York and Uva is part of the cast. And she's related to Chanel Ayan, who's from Dubai, which will open the door for Chanel Ayan to make a guest appearance in future episodes. And I don't think on this season, but in the future future season, we can see maybe Chanel Ayan just dropping by in New York City. Or maybe the ladies travel to Dubai and Uva has like a dinner or something with, with Chanel. And they do have very similar personalities, you know? Uh, very outspoken, funny. Um, they dress so well. So, yeah, I, I can see how they are related. <laughs> uh, one person who was trying to get an apology to from Brent was Aaron. And they kind of fixed it in the moment and they hug it out and whatever. But then they were fighting again and then they were okay again and then fighting again i'm like they have a relationship that maybe like a boyfriend like a like that kind of type of relationship like a lovers i'm not I'm, hey i'm not saying that they're lovers i'm saying like like do you guys remember i don't know if you guys have gone through this but like in my younger years i had a relationship that i'd be mad at that person for like an hour and then we would be like find the next hour and then we will be like fighting again and then we'll be okay again and then we will like break up and then they will got we will we'll get back together like on and off all the time so that's how i feel like aaron and brent has like their friendship going on and it's gonna give us so much like really like tv gold because they are both really funny and um it's gonna allow bravo to like kind of like squeeze that friendship where like they're fighting one day and then they're okay the next day and they're fighting again <laughs> she erin even called um brent's apology like the dumbest apology ever and it's such a typical thing in the housewife universe that like apologies don't feel like apologies they feel like non-apologies apologies And that's how it felt last night, because even though they were hugging it up uh, in the confessional, they were like, yeah, okay. I mean, sure. Also, Brent said, like, Erin's anniversary party was so boring. And she kind of apologized about it. And then in the confessional, she kind of, like, doubled down. In <laughs> I don't know. They are really funny, to be honest. Um... And like I was saying before, there were two moments during this dinner that I was very invested. 
Uh, one of them being Jenna's, um, you know, opening up even more to the group. Um, you know, the ladies had gone really hard on her because she flew into Anguilla in um, first class two days before. Um, and she has her genetic issue on her skin and all the stuff. And she wanted to feel pretty by, you know, being there earlier. She, she just so she could tan, right? And the ladies went so hard on her that um, she's been trying to explain that to, to them. And she was crying. And I it, it made me feel like, you know, like uh, she understands, you know, like how people feel, you know. Um, she said something that resonated with me a lot because I always think that way, too. She said that there's always something underneath. We are all just fucking broken. And it's true. It's true. And that's why when people comment on my stuff and they attack me personally, I try to like mute myself out of it. Because people don't know what people are going through. They don't know what I'm going through. And they probably think that it's a funny uh, this or, or, or just like trying to be like, shady or whatever but you don't know what i'm going through and your comments might hurt me so instead of allowing that to happen i just remove myself from the situation right that's how i also assumed like even the happiest person out there might have something going on that they don't want to show it or they don't want to share with people because you know it's 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 the way of being you know protecting themselves and that's what Jenna said. Like she is got it, and the, and she takes time to open up. But when she opens up, you know, they, she let people in. Then on the other side, we had Jessel that she was trying to explain where she's from, and the story was very confusing. Uh, she said that she was from Africa, from Kenya, and then they moved to India. And then they moved to England. And then her brothers, her uncles, yeah, her uncles were like photographers. And everybody was like confused. I'm still confused. I'm trying to understand that. Even Sai said like, and in 1492, Christopher, uh, Christopher Columbus discovered America. And that's how uh, Jesus family got to like, England or something. It was really funny. I was dying laughing. But not as funny as Uva trying to explain um, Aaron what the WAP mean. What the WAP means. And I was dying. Because um, for those who don't know, WAP means uh, wet as pussy. Like the Cardi B song, right? And Aaron thought there was wet ass and pussy. And then, you know, Uber is like, no, it's wet as pussy. Like when I go through, uh, she said, like, when I go through a uh, TSA and they asked me uh, what you have to declare, she said, like, this wet ass pussy. And the, it was the funniest interaction because then in the confessional, Sai said that Aaron has no idea about pop culture. And then... Uh, Jessel said, this was like to me one of the best lines of the night. She said, Aaron, Aaron listens to ABBA. 
she she's not gonna know what the WAP is. And I was dying. That I'm telling you, Jessel is great housewife. She's a great housewife. She gives one of the best confessionals in this franchise. Like in every episode. Maybe it's just the way that her brain works. That it's just completely like uh I don't know. It is it, it, it's in a different speed. It's like disconnected with reality. It's something very special that makes her such a great housewife. You know? Um another story that was quite sad uh on this episode and like i said before this is great because we are getting to know these ladies even deeper as the time goes on right um sai shared that her mom was an alcoholic um that she had issues where she would spend all her money on alcohol and not food um and that she died from a heart attack that she experienced uh in a bench park by herself. And then she shared that she has her uh, remains, like her um, her ashes in a shopping bag in her closet. And they said like, yeah, that's, you know, that sounds like very, very sigh <laughs> to have her mom's ashes in the closet. But then we have, Jessel, once again, giving great confessional, even though it was, you know, a very delicate topic. She made a joke that it was not tasteless. It was actually quite funny. She said, like, I hope it's a Hermes bag or a Chanel bag. You wouldn't want that to be, you know, Target or Walmart. And I'm saying that this is really funny just because that is something that I will say. Like, that's like the type of like commentary that I will give if I'm talking to my friends. <laughs> also, she was talking to her husband and she's like telling him how amazing the trip is, how she has like great hot Wi-Fi, how hot it is, you know, great food, great lo- great location. And then uh, the husband was like, I might fly in with the kids today. And she said like, no, 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 no. Please don't fuck up with my peace. That is so freaking awesome because you guys don't understand. If anyone says that, people will, will label her as like a really bad mom. But people need to understand that even moms need like a second. Moms need a vacation from their kids. Moms need a break from, from kids. Like you guys don't understand. So I'm happy to see... That Jester's like, yeah, I'm having a great time. You can keep the kids. I'm, I'm, please don't come. Please do not. Don't fly. No, stay there. <laughs> um, the girls were girling. They were having a great time at the beach. Uh, they were taking pictures, you know. And once again, Aaron and Bryn got into a fight. It's like a nonstop back and forth that I just... I'm enjoying it, you guys. I'm enjoying this back and forth because... It creates funny moments. It's giving this friendship like a long-lasting beef that I want to see how it plays out during the reunion. Um, it also seems like Uba got closer to uh, to Bryn. And I read the side said during a event over the week uh, that 
the reason why Brent and Sai are not friends anymore or like not in a good place is because of Uba. And we are going to see next weekend um, Uba fighting with Eren, which I didn't even see coming. I mean, we saw it on, on the trailer, obviously, in the mid-season trailer. But now everything is falling into place. And I'm really excited because we haven't seen Uba react that way this whole entire time. And her reaction during the 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 fight with Erin where she removed Erin's sunglasses and, and she said like if you're gonna talk to me you better not wear sunglasses kind of thing I'm very intrigued and really looking forward to it ah <sighs> you guys as you guys can see there was a lot of Bravo you know this this weekend also talking about Bravo news uh today uh it became official that Carl and Lindsay are not together anymore. The wedding was officially canceled. And one of the guests leaked the letter that Carl sent to the guests to let them know that the wedding is no longer happening. I read it and oof, oof. I am trying to keep my comments about it until I see the season because um, he spoke for both of them. He said, like, words cannot possibly express how difficult the last two weeks have been for Lindsay and I. We are so incredibly, incredibly sorry to all of our guests for the confusion and lack of communication. We were left trying to figure it out how this all exactly happened before we could even have the opportunity to determine the path forward among ourselves. There have been a lot of false narrative and misunderstanding that have made this all the more painful, but sadly at the same time, we are not moving forward with the wedding. The fact of the matter is Lindsay is devastated and I'm crushed with how all this transpired. I graciously ask for some patience and grace to heal and recover while we navigate this extremely difficult time. Just to make sure, this is a letter that Carl sent the guest and the, and the guest leaked it to People's Magazine. So he's talking about, you know, how he feels and how Lindsay feels, but it's bizarre to me to think about because he shouldn't be talking about Lindsay if it's not like a a joint statement. It seems more like he's the one who's sending it. So let me continue reading. He says, um, A commitment of money and time was already a lot. I don't take this lightly. We are super grateful for the love and support you have shown us and, and will do what I can to help with any co cost associated with changing plans. I'm sorry again, this has become such a mess. Thanks for your un unconditional love and support during this tough time. We'll be in touch with, uh, with further updates. With love, Carl. So like I said before, was in fact Carl the one who sent the the letter to the people letting them know that the you know the wedding destination it was supposed to happen in Mexico is no longer happening. But at the beginning of the letter, 
he seemed to be talking about him and Lindsay as if they both send this as a joint statement, but it was not. I, I, uh, this is going to be scandal point to when it all airs later this year. And I'm not ready for another scandal. I'm not, I'm not, please, please, please. I'm praying to the bravo gods that this comes and goes because Scandal stayed for too long and there's still people out there talking about Scandal like it's still happening. Please, please, these people call off the wedding. We will find out who cheated on who or why they stopped loving each other or, or who was being mean to who. I called this last season. I called this last season and many people came after me saying that I was siding with Danielle for no reason because Carl and Lindsay knew each other for a very long time. And I said, I don't care how long they know each other. They knew each other as friends. They go to the Hamptons every summer. They didn't live under the same roof every single day. They rushed, they rushed into getting engaged. They rushed into planning this wedding. And now the wedding is not happening. Because when you rush this type of shit, stuff don't last. And I'm still saying this. Danielle might have not been acting in some situations. In, uh, in her best, like the engagement party, yes, she shouldn't. She shouldn't be asking uh, around who got invited first or why she wasn't invited before and all this stuff. That was a little um, tasteless. But her intention and her gut was right the whole entire time. And I've been team Danielle all season, last season, and people came for me for that reason. And I'm just saying, I told you so. With this statement that they released today to people, I'm like, I don't know. She, um, if, if we're going to be honest, I'm going to be honest to you guys. I'm not going to side with any of these people because this seems to be a very um, delicate topic. But I personally like Carl more than I like Lindsay. And I feel like a lot of this rushing into like meeting a timeline and uh, rushing to marry to me felt like it was Lindsay because last time I checked, she was the one who had like a list of stuff that she wanted to do in her 30s. So she probably felt like she needed to marry before that like timeline like expire, you know? Yes, I, yep, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Obviously, I'm going to wait until the season starts and see how this plays out on TV so I can, like, give you, like, a full opinion on it. But as now, I see this coming. I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. People are acting like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm so shocked. I love Carl and Lindsay together. I'm like, eh. What if? 
<laughs> I do not. I did not like them together. I, I don't think they were. They were a, a good couple. I felt like they were so overly, you know. I don't know, like too much, too much, too soon, and that's never a good sign. Never, never. Um, you always need space in a relationship. It doesn't matter how in love you are. But you need to have boundaries. You have you need to have your own life. You need to have your own space. You need to grow as individual too. And I felt based on what I saw on the show, because let's make that clear too. Let's make that clear too. We are judging these people based on a half an hour, 45 minute episode that is filmed like for a whole week, like and it's edited into like a, a an episode, right? So we don't know these people that well. We just know what we see on TV. And based on what I see on TV, they were doing too much too soon and being overly stepping on each other's personal space. Like the fact that Lindsay didn't want to hang out with the girls, the fact that Carl needed to ask permission to do anything kind of thing, the fact that if Carl didn't go to bed with Lindsay was this huge fight. Like, come on, come on. Like, that, that doesn't fly with me, and I never understood it. But we will have to see when Summer House come back to Bravo uh, later this year. Okay, besties. We have a new show this week. We have The Return of Southern Charm on Thursday. Uh, we have Salt Lake City tomorrow and Orange County on Wednesday. So obviously on Friday, I'm going to do a recap of all those shows plus the week of uh, news in the Bravo universe. Uh, I'm going to be having like a crazy couple of months moving forward because I have, like I mentioned before, we are moving to a new place, which is a temporary place because we want to buy a house without rushing because we're selling our house, so we're not going to like buy the first house that we see. We want to take our time, so we're going to be renting an apartment. Uh, so I have to like pack. I've been packing my life for the past three or four weeks, and I'm exhausted. So um, if you see that the, the podcast is coming out in different like days, I'm going to try to obviously stick to my Monday and, and Friday release. Also remember that I'm starting a new job, that when you start a new job, you don't know how tired or busy you're going to be until you actually start your job. So uh, please bear with me. Uh, I know you guys, I mean, you guys have been awesome with Martini, with Eddie. This is growing. This is getting stronger. And trust me, I love Bravo enough to know that I need my time with you guys so I can bring you all the takes and hot takes and the news. So I'm not going anywhere. But if you see that the, 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 the release of podcasts are a little all over the place for the next next couple of weeks, you know that is because I'm going to be trying to put my life together with this move uh, so I can bring you all the Bravo uh, news. But don't forget to subscribe to my podcast because you know that I'm not going anywhere. And BravoCon is coming. BravoCon is coming in November 1st. So we are a month and a half away. I'll be flying to Vegas I'm going to bring you all the news, all the, the tea. So for that, I recommend you to subscribe to my podcast, to follow my Instagram, to 
follow my Twitter because if you want like in the moment tweets or in the moment photos, those are the places you're going to find it. Instagram and Twitter. Uh, also, obviously, su uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm going to create special videos with interviews and behind the scenes from BravoCon on my members only section of my YouTube channel. So you can join that too as well if you want to. But don't worry because I'm going to bring plenty video and plenty tea there's going to be for free on just YouTube on YouTube and my podcast. Uh, besties, also, please, please, please don't forget to leave a rate on my podcast, whatever platform you listen it to. Just, you know, leave a five star, four star and a little something saying, hey, Eddie, Eddie just talks too much or Eddie, Eddie's opinion is uh, funny or Eddie is, you know, a hater. <laughs> I just want you to be honest and that will help my podcast to be noticed by other people and be able to like, you know, survive in this sea of content creators. Besties, I want to wish you all a great night. Don't forget that tomorrow, Tuesday, it's Salt Lake City. Wednesday, it's uh, Orange County. And Thursday is the premiere of season nine of Soul and Charm. Okay, besties, say it with me. You know that he's coming. Bye, besties.